Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, as we work our way through the Beatitudes that Jesus taught in His Sermon on the Mount, we're going to break from our recent pattern and deal with three entire verses instead of the one-at-a-time method we've employed for the last seven weeks. We'll take a close look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Part of the reason we're doing that is that these verses are related in that they address the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. Yes, there are tremendous blessings of being in Christ when we put our faith in Him and turn away from lives enslaved to sin to new lives of obedience to God. But when you set yourself apart from the world's pursuits and the world sees that, they don't like it. In fact, they hate it. So as Jesus proclaimed the blessings of turning from the world's ways and belonging to and following him, he was straightforward about the costs. But even the price to be paid comes with its own additional blessings. What you will know for certain as you join us each day this week is this. Though the cost is very high, the blessings are more than worth the price. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Price of Faithfulness. So blessed are you when people insult you. Second way they might do it. He says, persecute you. Now that's pretty general. That's just that word, uh, dioko, pursue. There are believers in the world these days, right now, going on today, losing possessions for their faith. There are those today, maybe not in southern Idaho, but around the world who, whose lives are in jeopardy if they attend a worship service at all similar to this. Do you know that the, the previous worst century for persecuting Christians was the 20th century? Not the first, the 20th century. And now we're just not quite 20 years into the 21st century, and we're on pace to outdo the, the 20th century. Persecution is, is real. We kind of live in a bubble where we haven't seen the most overt of it. Still there, though. Look at the third way. They falsely say all kinds of evil against you on account of Jesus. You ever had someone uh, lie about you? That really stings. You ever had anybody attribute wicked motives to you? Even when you do something good, assuming you have an evil motive? You ever had anybody spread misinformation, say, to, to keep you from getting a promotion on your job? That stuff really hurts. I've been the target of some vicious gossip attacks, one that um, especially hurt. I think it really was an attack of the enemy early on in my ministry because it happened uh, early on. Some people spread the word that um, I just don't have 
a pastor's heart. Now, what is that? Well, I think Jesus was pretty clear, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, and that's what I had given my life to. I've had others say, well, you, you, you just don't love the flock. How do you defend yourself against an accusation like that? Now, that's how it comes to me. It would be, it'd be tailor-made for you. It would be customized for something about you in, in your situation. I can tell you it, it, it really does hurt. Make sure that when cruel things are said about you, that you remain steadfast in serving the Lord. And He tells you how to do that. We've seen persecution in principle. We've seen persecution in person. Now let's look at persecution and praise. Verse 12, here's how you handle it when persecution comes your way. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad. Now, let me just stop there and point out to you, those are the first two commands in this chapter. There's not been a single command in any of the other Beatitudes so far. Rejoice and be glad. Now, you can tell that when he says rejoice, when he says be glad, that he's not talking about emotions. Why do I say that? You say, well, rejoice. That means have joy. I mean, joy is a good feeling. Be glad. You know, I, I, I know what being glad is. That, that really feels good. Well, I know he's not talking about emotions because you can't command emotions. It can't be done. Emotions are reactions to circumstances. And life is full of emotions, good, bad, and indifferent, and they, can, and they can change very radically at any time. But I can't order you to feel a certain way at a certain time. He says, rejoice and be glad. And then he gives a wonderful promise, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is not meant to tell you that when persecution comes, you really should feel happy about it. If persecution makes you feel happy, I think we need to talk. Uh, That's not right. I hope you never find out just how much it can hurt to be persecuted in that way, but uh, it shouldn't make you feel happy. But here's the key. Understand, you can be hurt. There are painful things in the world. It's a fallen world. When someone dies, grief is real, even if we know that that person is with the Lord. When someone attributes an evil motive to you, oh, that hurts. When, when someone breaks your stuff, hurts your loved ones, That pain is real. But understand this, friends. You can be very unhappy and totally joyful. The reason is being happy 
is a passing feeling related to whatever your circumstances might be. Being joyful is a disposition that is theologically defined. Joy comes from being anchored to Jesus Christ, being anchored in eternal truths of God and His grace and His mercy in Christ. The fruit of the Spirit is love, happiness. No, wait a minute. Joy, right? You can have joy anytime you choose to walk by the Spirit. Joy comes from the Lord. You can be unhappy when it comes to your bodily experience in the world. I mean, if you're, if you're in pain right now, you know what? It hurts. It's not fun. Don't, don't deny it, but rejoice and be glad. And if it's persecution coming your way, especially make the decision to be, to be, joy, uh, to be full of joy. We're never to be without joy because it's the inevitable product of the gospel. Now, is that hard to find sometimes? Well, well, yeah. You have to make decisions. You have, to, you have to choose to think in certain ways based upon what God says. But what is commanded here in verse 12 is not related to this world. Rejoice and be glad because your reward in heaven is great. Paying the price of faithfulness in this life is... Um, well, it's part of living in a sin-cursed, upside-down world. There will be a price to pay. If you're righteous and you have things right side up, you're going to be contrary to what the world says. But paying that price now is like an investment. It's going to be returned, multiplied in heaven. Your reward in heaven is great. And then he mentions... For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Uh, You look back at those guys. Uh, Most of them, I would say, didn't spend the majority of their days in what we would call happy mode. But they have a great reward in heaven. We don't have time to go dealing uh, uh, dealing with their stories, but... Some of the most ugly, discouraging aspects of the history of the Old Testament is the the treatment of the prophets. But do you know what Stephen said just before he was stoned for his faith in Christ and for preaching the gospel? I stopped short of it. Acts chapter 7, verses 51 and 52. That chapter ends this way. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, are always resisting the Holy Spirit, and you are doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Now, why that? Why this emphasis on the prophets? Why this emphasis on the, the, the history lesson that this is connected to those who have been persecuted and that's how it was the prophets and this is the way it's going to be for you? I think the message stands out pretty clearly. He's saying, in other words, persecution is not new. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.